I want to start today with a series that I've been working on for many years, which is called the Jewish Daily Living Series. And maybe we'll come up with a more uh, catchy title. But the goal of this series is to share a few insights into the Jewish day. What does Judaism look like from the moment you wake up into the morning in the morning till you go to sleep at night? And I want to tell you a little bit about why I think this is so important. Um, and the question I have for you to begin with is what's the goal? What's the goal of Judaism? What's the what's the purpose of life according to Judaism? And how does Judaism help us accomplish that purpose? So um, according to Kabbalah, God there created the world for a very specific purpose. And there are a few different ways that this is expressed in the writings of Kabbalah. The most commonly quoted one is that God created the world because as perfect as God is, there is something, so to speak, lacking in God's perfection. If you could imagine uh, experiencing perfection, experiencing oneness, which is the state that God existed in before creation and the state that God still exists in after creation is a state of complete perfection and oneness. The writings of Kabbalah explain to us that one good, God's goodness could only truly be good if God could do good. That it's not enough to be good if you don't do good. The ultimate expression of goodness is doing goodness. And in order to do goodness, there had to be other who could be the recipient, recipient of that goodness. So Kabbalah teaches us that God created the world in order to share the ultimate possible pleasure with other. So we were created. We are the fortunate recipients of that goodness. We were created with the sole purpose of receiving good. And that's the meaning of life, is to learn how to receive goodness, learn how to relate to goodness. Another answer that is brought down in Kabbalistic writings in the Talmud is that God created the world in order that he should have a dwelling place in the lowest level. That God is, oneness is clearly expressed in the spiritual realm, in the angelic realm, it's clear. But in the physical world, the world of darkness and separation, disconnection, God's oneness is much more hidden. And that God desired to be revealed in the physical world. Ultimately, God wanted us to bring him into our life. So we created a place, a world of separation from him, a world of disconnection, seemingly disconnection, with the goal of our goal, our task being to find God and reveal God in that darkness. That's answer number two. And the final answer that we see in some of the writings of the mystic, Jewish, Jewish philosophers and Jewish mystics is that God created the world in order to give us the opportunity to experience perfection, 
so to speak, that we should become God-like. And how do we do that? By becoming a partner with him in perfecting ourselves and perfecting the world. That the more perfect we become, the closer to God we can become, and therefore the more we can experience God. So three answers. One is that we should experience the greatest possible pleasure. The second answer is that we should reveal God in the darkest places. And the third answer is that we should learn to perfect ourselves and perfect the world and therefore become godlike. And I believe that really all these answers are the same answer. They're just different ways of expressing the same answer. Because the, what is the greatest possible pleasure that God wants to give us? Well, there's only one pleasure, which is the ultimate pleasure, and that is the experience of God. Really, what everybody is looking for in this world is an experience of perfection, an experience of unity, of oneness. That's what we're all running after. We want happiness. We want connection. All What is happiness? It's an experience of complete acceptance of what we have and who we are, of complete inner peace and outer peace connection to self, connection to others. That's what everyone's running after. If you ask someone, why do you run to your job nine to five? Because I believe my job is going to give me happiness, either because I'm going to make money and then I'll be happy or because I'll be able to pay my rent and then I'll be happy or because then I'll be able to get married and then I'll be happy. We're all looking for happiness. What is happiness? We think happiness is something that happens to us when we get the right job, the right bank account, the right spouse. The reality is, is that happiness is something that we choose by learning to focus on the good in our life right now. That's an experience of inner and outer peace. That's an experience of oneness. So God wants to share with us the experience of oneness. How do we do that? By learning to see the unity that is around us at every moment. To see God in the darkness of our life. That is goal number two, is to, that how do we experience the greatest pleasure is by revealing God in our life, to see that he's with us in the experience of our life. Our, the things in our life are not random. Everything is part of a bigger picture. There's unity, there's harmony, there's purpose, there's meaning. It's all here, hidden. We have to see through the darkness. That's answer number two. And answer number three is perfection, is that through perfecting ourselves and perfecting the world, we literally bring out the unity and the oneness that's hidden within us. So the goal of life is to connect to God. We live, according to Kabbalah, in a world of disunity, a world of separation and disconnection. The next world is a world of complete unity and harmony. When we leave the confines of the physical body and we return to a state of complete connection in the spiritual world. So what's our job in this world? It's to learn to build connections. It's to learn to connect and to relate in an intimate way to, in order that in the next world we'll be ready to live in the world of connection. So Judaism, goal of Judaism is not to follow a religion and to worship God. It's to have a relationship, an intimate relationship, but not just with God, 
there are three primary relationships. Relationship with self, relationship with God, and relationship with others. These three relationships must all be equally healthy, vibrant, and manifested in order for us to live a complete life. It's not enough to focus just on your relationship with others while ignoring your relationship with yourself, relationship with God, and vice versa. Many people think Judaism is religion. It must be the focal point is relationship with God. The answer is no. Focal point of Judaism is all three relationships. So how do we do that? How do we achieve a healthy relationship with self, healthy relationship with God, healthy relationship with others? If you open up a Torah, you will discover that the Torah is made up of two primary things. One is stories. Stories about the lives of the forefathers, foremothers, Moses, the Jews in the, in the desert. And the second thing you'll notice is that it's a book of rules, known in Hebrew as mitzvot, commandments. What's the significance of all these rules? Why do we have so many rules in Judaism? The answer is, is that it's through these, so, so to speak, mitzvahs, commandments, that we actually develop intimate connections. The word mitzvah does mean commandment, but actually the Kabbalists point out that it actually means, comes from the Hebrew word safsa, which means connection. The purpose of mitzvahs is to connect. Mitzvahs teach us to connect. How do mitzvahs teach us to connect? The answer is that the more intimate the relationship, the more mitzvahs. Every relationship in the world has commandments. When you're walking down the street, there is a mitzvah between you and a, the person that you're walking, what's walking towards you. The commandment is, thou shalt not bump into me. It's not a very intimate relationship. There's just one rule. Don't bump into me. But the more connection, the more rules. Your neighbor, your neighbor has essentially three commandments. Thou shalt not blast loud music late at night. Thou shalt not throw garbage in my lawn, and thou shalt say good morning to me when you see me in the driveway. Three mitzvahs between you and your neighbor. Not so close a relationship. With you and a spouse, with you and a parent, with you and a child, there are hundreds of commandments. The more intimacy, the more connection the more requirements, the more expectations. Ultimately, Judaism says it all comes down to actions. It's not enough to believe or to feel love if that love doesn't filter down into your behavior. As we mentioned, God wants relationship with us in the lowest place. There are some people who say, I'm a cardiac Jew. I'm a Jew at heart. I don't actually observe Judaism. I don't do any of the mitzvahs, but I feel very connected to Judaism. That's a big problem. Because if you believe that it's all about having love in your heart, Judaism in your heart, what's the purpose of the heart? The goal of the heart is to pump blood to the limbs. If the blood doesn't get to your limbs, that's called a cardiac arrest, that's called a heart attack. The purpose of the heart 
purpose of the emotions is to lead to action. If I tell my wife I love her, but I don't buy her flowers, I don't take out the garbage, I don't do the dishes, I don't kiss her goodnight, it's a great recipe for sleeping on the couch, your friend's couch. No matter how much love you have for your spouse, if you don't express it, it's not real love. Love has to lead to actions. I once had a guy, um, I met a guy when I was living in Israel who was traveling the world. He was on his way to India. He was a Jewish guy and he was studying different religions and wasn't particularly interested in Judaism, but he happened to stop by Israel on his way to India. And uh, I I had, I was happened to be renting an apartment, uh, if you could call it an apartment. It was more like a cave in Sfat, where I was studying in yeshiva at the time. And uh, so this hippie guy was traveling around, and I told him that he could stay in my, in my cave with me. I had an extra couch, and he could crash on my couch. And he slept over, and we schmoozed a little bit. And the next morning, I was on my way to synagogue, and I thought, I'll tell this guy something inspirational about Judaism. So I said to him, you know, in Judaism, everything you do matters. And there's actually a law about how to put on your shoes and how to tie your shoes. And we always put on our right shoe first instead of our left to emphasize the fact that the right in Kabbalah represents kindness and love and the left represents strength and boundaries. And we always want to emphasize the right over the left to tell you that the goal of life is love and relationships, not not boundaries and strength. And the guy said to me, God doesn't care how I tie my shoes. God only cares if I have love in my heart. I remember being a little bit floored, like, you know, I'm trying to inspire the guy and he just basically ripped me apart. That's ridiculous. God doesn't care how I tie my shoes. So I, I remember that morning I went off to synagogue to pray and when I came home, I was going to, I was very excited to eat breakfast because I had bought this beautiful shiny red apple the day before. And I was very excited to eat that apple for breakfast. When I got back to my apartment, the guy was gone. He had left. He was on his way to India. He, I, I never saw him again. And I go to my kitchen and lo and behold, my apple is gone. The guy had the audacity, the chutzpah to stay in my house. And then he ate my apple without even asking. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have love in your heart. If you eat another guy's apple... So your, the love in your heart doesn't count for much. Of course, I forgave him. But the message was, God, of course God cares how you put on your shoes. Because if God cares about the big things like murder, you mean to tell me murder is big, but the way I put on my shoes is small? But God is infinite. From the perspective of infinity, everything is small. The answer is God doesn't care if I murder either. God cares about me learning to have a relationships. Stepping on an ant is no smaller or bigger than murdering a human being. So at the end of the day, the purpose of the mitzvahs are not for God. God doesn't care how I put on my shoes. It's for me. It's for me develop, to develop sensitivity in recognizing the value of every single action. Right? There's a story of Somebody who said, you know, who cares? Who cares, uh, you know, about the details? Why is Judaism so focused on all the details? So someone said, I'll send you a response. What's your email? The guy told him his email and he sent the response. And, uh, you know, a few weeks later, the guy said, I never got the response. He said, you didn't get the response? I sent it to you. He's like, 
I didn't get it. He said, well, well, let me check your email again to make sure I sent it to you. He sells him the email again. He says, yeah, well, I sent it to that email. I just didn't put the dot. Right? Gmail.com. I didn't put the dot. He said, well, what do you mean? It's not going to work if you don't put the dot. Ah, I see. You mean the details do matter. See, the details in life, it's all about the details. The devil's in the details. Well, God is also in the details. It's the details that show whether or not I really care. Because let me ask you a question. If you want to show your wife you love her, well, you got to get her flowers, right? If you don't buy her flowers on your anniversary, so it doesn't matter how much love is in your heart, clearly you're not thinking about her. But what kind of flowers do you get her? Do you get her the ones you like? Do you get her the ones she likes? It's all about the details. When you love someone, Love comes down to actions. And what kind of actions? The actions that the other person cares, tells you they want. How? In the details that they want it. Because that shows true relationship. So Judaism comes down to mitzvahs, to commandments, to action. How do we reveal God? In the world of physicality, in the actions. Doing the details. Because that's how we build true relationship. So ultimately, I would like to share with you in the course of this series a journey into the mitzvahs of Judaism, into the daily mitzvahs. How do we live our life like a Jew? How does the daily laws of Judaism help us to build a life of deeper connections to ourself, to God, and to others? Please join me on this journey and uh, stay tuned for the next installment.